Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Today's edition of Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It is Canada's National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. And uh, we will be marrying a little bit of hockey uh, with a little bit of the conversation around Canada's National Day for Truth and Reconciliation on today's edition of Oilers Now. Brought to you as always by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store Alberta's Number one, owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Coming up in the uh, first half hour of the show, a little bit of a review of last night's encounter uh, between the Edmonton Oilers and uh, the Winnipeg Jets. The Oilers uh, with the several American leaguers, their top six scorers in the AHL uh, in the lineup last night, but did not have any of their top 17 scorers from last year's team uh, playing in Winnipeg, and the Jets took it to Edmonton pretty good. There have been some uh, player movements today. We'll get to that in a second. And uh, we will also hear from some of the participants in last night's uh, game, including Oilers head coach Dave Tippett, Cody Ceci, Warren Fogle, who was very good for Edmonton. At uh, 12.35, a really interesting guy who once played for legendary hockey coach Bill LaForge, the chairman of Project Reconciliation, Robert Morin. And uh, Robert is with a group right now that is attempting, uh, organizing a 100% Indigenous purchase 
that would own the Trans Mountain Pipeline. So he's a, a, a well-known, prominent Edmonton area businessman and a huge uh, guy that's got a connection to hockey and undoubtedly looked up to the likes of Fred Sakamoose as well as uh, Wilted Littlechild, who, uh, through my University of Alberta connections, I'd tell you that Wilton was the first... Uh, status Indian uh, in the province of Alberta, and that's the terminology that was deployed at the time, to earn a law degree, and those were sort of some of the heroes for Robert. Of course, there's been some great players over the years. We're going to hear from uh, a Hall of Famer coming up on Monday's show, Brian Trotje, who's matey, along with, uh, you know, you, you take, we, we mentioned S- Sacamoose, uh, Reggie Leach, the Riverton Rifle, of course, former Edmonton Oiler Ethan Bear, Theron Fleury, Kerry Price, who's from the uh, Ocacho First Nation out in Anaheim Lake, British Columbia. And I think I'm the only broadcaster uh, in the National Hockey League that's actually been to Anaheim Lake, uh, British Columbia. But uh, Robert's a really interesting guy. We'll talk a a bit about his journey and his story, and he'll regale us undoubtedly with a couple of humorous anecdotal stories about uh, Bill Forge and then uh, some of the ongoing challenges that continue for the Indigenous community in our country. At 105 today... Uh, they haven't made it official, but he will be the captain of the Alberta Golden Bears, former Medicine Hat Tiger. And he is uh, from uh, Stolo First Nation, Clayton Cherchenko, who is a talented offensive, right-shot, puck-moving defenseman, probably has a chance to uh, play in the American Hockey League uh, when his U of A career is over. And uh, the Bears haven't formally announced it, but uh, he will be the captain of the team this season. He's already started uh, mentoring Indigenous children, and so we'll have a conversation with Clayton and talk a bit about his journey. And uh, it is an off day for the Edmonton Oilers today after games back-to-back nights, Tuesday and Wednesday. Jack Michaels and myself, Cam and myself, had the call last night. Jack and myself will be flying to uh, Seattle tomorrow and then busting into Everett to call uh, tomorrow's game between the Edmonton Oilers and the Seattle Kraken on Friday night. And Jack will join us today. We'll flip Jack and Cam. Uh, Brendan Escott, who's a huge part of the show, uh, will host, uh, be in the host seat tomorrow and he'll have Cam Moon on tomorrow's show, but Jack will be joining us down the pipe at 135. Of course, you can reach us at any time on our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Live entertainment back at Hotel California. We'll be in town. That's uh, Eagles Tribute Band taking the stage Friday, October 29th. And then a legendary Canadian artist, Gordon Lightfoot, will be at the River Cree Resort and Casino November 17th. Details at the River Cree Resort and Casino.com. The River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street and 111th Avenue or head to Ashley Fine Floors. Uh, dot com for more information. You can tweet us at Oilers now. Tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan Escott back at the uh, 630 Jet Studios, 37 feet away from me. I'm in the main studio today. No practice again for the Oilers. Complete off day. And we'll get to, to more of that. Actually, you know what? We're going to get to that right now because we'll go to today's top story for legacy heating and cooling. The top story today is Canada's National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. You know, since the start of the National Hockey League, there's been roughly 7,000-plus players in the NHL. 
around 80 of them are of Indigenous background. And we mentioned, you know, we talked about Ethan Bear, who was an Oiler the last uh, several seasons. Very popular player uh, in this market. My favorite moment with Ethan is when he took on uh, Matthew Kachuk. I just loved it. And I know Ethan could move the pocket. He could make plays. But I just love that he didn't take any crap from Kachuk. So that was a fine moment. Uh, Jonathan Chichu who had a, a 56-goal season playing with Joe Thornton back in the 05-06 year, a year that the Edmonton Oilers ended up knocking out the San Jose Sharks after the Sharks were up 2-0 early in that season. I'm a huge fan of Carey Price. I've always Jack Michaels and myself have had this debate between Carey Price and Marc-Andre Fleury, and it's a great debate because I think we're about to find out with Vegas this year, maybe Marc-Andre Fleury met a little bit more. So this is a real interesting day with lots of different themes. Um, you know, the reality of the situation is Canada has come a little ways, and I'm sure when we talk to Robert Morin as well as Clayton Kirichenko, they will tell us that Canada still has uh, far, far to go, and I think most of us know that. And I do, you know, here now, and I notice a little bit, Brendan, you grew up in Kamloops. I worked all through northern B.C. from 1987 roughly until 1998 in the summers. I have noticed that when it comes to issues like you know what happened at residential schools like you were aware of it in Kamloops growing up as a kid were you not yeah absolutely we knew what the school was and there was even talk about it being a you know a burial ground of sorts yeah right and so I'm always a little bit amazed when I and maybe it's maybe it's more of a western Canadian thing you know like I think I've told the story before my grandmother was the head of nursing at the Charles Council Hospital in the 1950s uh, which was at a time in which Canada had challenges with tuberculosis and then Indigenous children were taken out of their homes and ended up at the hospital. It, it was, you know, it, it's it's a, a sad part of history in this country, but we are aware of it. Like, you know, I, I've worked in multiple locations throughout northern BC and northern Alberta where the communities were primarily Indigenous. And so I, I'm a little bit taken aback that there are some people uh, that aren't really fully aware of what transpired. I think most of us know, and I think also most of us get the fact that, historically speaking, uh, there has been systemic racism against indigenous. I think you would have to be completely naive not to be aware that that has occurred in this country, that we're trying to make steps, and we got a lot more steps to go on that journey. I, and I think mo- most people, fundamentally, they look in the mirror and ask themselves, say, yep, we get it, and we got to continue to work to get to a better place. But uh, I think we're going to have two pretty uplifting guests who have taken their own journeys and want to do better as a result of it. And uh, that's coming up with uh, Robert Morin as well as Golden Bears captain, Clayton Kirishenko. All right, uh, into our audio vault. For our friends at Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. But given the context of today, uh, we start with what is certainly an appropriate start to a recap of last night's game in Winnipeg. Canada Life Centre is located on Treaty 1 lands, the original territories of the Anishinaabeg, Cree, Oja-Cree, Dakota, Lakota, Diné peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation. True North Sports and Entertainment proudly acknowledge our role in the many relationships that make up our home and commit to a spirit of reconciliation for the future. The preseason continues for the Oilers. Kept in by Hainala. He'll go cross corner. Sent in front of the net. Oh, and a great save. Rebound scores. 
Connor on the left side. We'll give it to Shifley. His backhand save. Rebound. Stopped by Konovalov. It's under his pad. That's an amazing stop. Perkins comes back to the point. Stanley shoots. Scores. Logan Stanley let it go. That was redirected in front of the net. And it gets by Konovalov. And it is 2-0 for Winnipeg. Stanley's a big man. And he just wrestled one towards the front of the net. There was a flyby in front. I think it was Svechnikov might have got a piece of that. Hanala down the left wing, driven on net. Good shot, save, rebound, scores. Cassian now bumps that out. Quick shot, scores! Brad Malone just snapped it high on Hellebuck, and the Oilers get on the board as they trail 4-1. Connor got it back to the left point for Morrissey. He'll take a shot off a stick, rebound, scores. Kyle Connor had it come right to him. No chance. That makes it 5-1 Winnipeg. And it was a, a tough night overall for Edmonton. They actually played better in the second and third period. Look, it's not, I'm not going to make excuses. It's not easy for the teams that travel in preseason because you're not traveling in the night before. And uh, the Oilers had an undermanned roster to begin with against the Jets. The Jets had the one of the best lines in the NHL going and one of the two best goaltenders in the world right now, Connor Hellebuck. I mean, he's right there with Andre Vasilevsky. I would say that Carey Price might be in the three-hole, but uh, Hellebuck's a heck of a goaltender. He didn't give up anything cheap last night. Um... Cassian and Fogel were noticeable, especially for me, Fogel. When he was on the ice, he was hunting pucks, creating turnovers, driving the net. Uh, McLeod got better as the game went on. Those three guys are going to be on the Oilers this year. There was some other it – was, it was unfortunate. Adam Cracknell was a little bit under the weather, and, you know, he's a guy that's on a PTO. He's going to end up playing down in the minors. They moved Benson and Xavier Borgo together in the third period to create a little bit of juice. I didn't mind Xavier Borgo. I thought he uh, was creative. There was a couple tough moments, both for Cody Ceci and Evan Bouchard in defense, where they uh, basically got walked on goals, and the end result is Edmonton lost 5-1. The Jets were way better in the first. They outshot the Oilers 15-4. Oilers kind of worked themselves back into the game. Here's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett's review of Cassian and Fogel last night. The big, strong guys, you know, they hard on pucks, go to the net hard, so first kind of glimpse, yeah, a little bit like CC, first glimpse of Fogel tonight, but it's, uh, uh, you know, we'll get a we'll get a better indication as, a, as exhibition, exhibition goes on, but those two big guys were expecting guys that go hard to the net, big heavy guys that can play in hard situations, so, um, you know, their, their game will continue to grow, hopefully. Dave Tippett added some additional thoughts on what makes players stand out at this stage in preseason. You're looking for players that handle pressure, can make plays under pressure, uh, how they how they react in certain situations. And some guys go up and some guys go down. That's just where we are in training camp. Cody Cece, meanwhile, had these thoughts in his preseason debut. Personally, it's good to get a game in. Uh, you've kind of been sitting around all summer, so it's nice to get back on the ice in a competitive atmosphere. And Yeah, they had some, some good players in, in their lineup, but I mean, we, had, we had some good players too. So uh, it was just fun to get back out there. Bottom line is, uh, you know, the the, the Shifley, Wheeler, Connor line combined for one goal in the game, and that was kind of off a broken play. The puck went right to Kyle Connor. He's not missing that. I mean, this is a guy that would have had his fourth straight thirty goal season last year, and we played fifty six games. He had twenty six goals in fifty six games. He's a he can shoot the pill. Warren Fogle, I thought was the best Oiler last night. Here's his assessment on the game. Uh, it was good to get the first one done, I think. Um, you know, you think for like two months how, how the first game's going to go. New system, new group of guys. And, you know, um, you know, I thought we got better as the periods 
came on, but, uh, you know, just one game, and, you know, you just hope to build off it and, you know, try to get better and get more comfortable out there. And Fogel added an additional comment on his biggest focus during the course of training camp. I think just trying to get comfortable, you know, I think the guys have been so great and, you know, allowing me to be part of this group and, and trying to make me as comfortable as I can. And, um, you know, they've been great. And, you know, like I said, kind of happy I got this one over with just to throw it out underneath the rug and, you know, move forward and, you know, watch some tape and, you know, just try to get better and, you know, get ready for a uh, season opener. CBA mandated off day today for uh, actually a, l- a lot of the teams around the league opted to use this day as an off day. Xavier Borgo, who I thought was maybe the second best forward in last night's game for Edmonton, returned to the Shawinigan uh, uh, Cataracts of the uh, Quebec Major Junior League. There, now, there's a couple different ways to look at it. I, mean, he, I thought he played pretty well in both Calgary and in Winnipeg, did not get a home game in. Sometimes your first-round pick gets a home game in. But his junior season's about to start, and he needs to be focused on make you know getting his best. I'd say he's an outside shot, given how deep Canada is, uh, to make the world junior team. But let's just say, as an example, Dylan Gunther's playing with the Arizona Coyotes, which Kurt Hill would not want to hear as general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings. There might open up a window. Like I'd say, Borgo's probably four, five, six on the right wing to kind of make Team Canada. Team Canada is going to have a good team, but he needs to get going and needs to be focused. And so when on a on a team, on an Edmonton Oilers hockey club that has Yesapol, Yarvi, Connor, Yamamoto, Zach Cassian, we'll wait and see on uh, Josh Archibald because the news yesterday was frankly a little bit concerning. It sounded to put it this way. The fact that he, Josh Archibald is getting uh, testing done this late into uh, training camp, to me, it, it would be unlikely that he would be ready to start the regular season if he's missed this much time and he's having some challenges. So, But that said, uh, Borgo's a skill guy. If the Oilers replace Archibald, they're going to do so with a guy that can kill penalties and play uh, more of a bottom six uh, role. Borgo's not at the stage where he's ready to play full-time in the NHL. So get him back to junior. Uh, sometimes it takes a little bit of an adjustment period for those guys, maybe a week or two, and then get them going and get them to put his best foot forward to make the World Junior team. So the Oilers returned Borgo back to the uh, Quebec Major Junior League to Shawinigan. Now, they also made several other moves, assigning the following players to the American Hockey League. Devin uh, Brasseau, who is on an American League deal. St. Albert native, former 40-goal scorer in the WHL, Matteo Gennaro. Back to the he too is on an AHL uh, ECHL deal, as is Yanni Caldas, a left shot defenseman. Dino Cambites, who uh, is a right winger. Raphael Lavoie, and winners uh, signed a drafted player, has been assigned to Bakersfield. Thought maybe we'd see him one more game. Kirill Maximoff, we never did see play a game. Ostap Safin, who played last night, and Tim Soderland, uh, who was picked up as part of the Duncan Keith trade. I think we're going to see Duncan Keith uh, in Edmonton on Saturday. It would not surprise me if Duncan Keith, out of quarantine, would play in the Oilers preseason game Monday and then the two games against Vancouver Thursday, Saturday next week. But again, off day today for the Oilers. Back at it t- tomorrow, and uh, they've made uh, several moves as we speak to cut down the size of the uh, Oilers uh, training camp considerably as a result of that. We'll give you those numbers when we come back. 12:24 in Edmonton again. It is Canada's National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. From the chairman of Project Reconciliation, Robert Morin, coming up today at 12:35 and at 105. 
Golden Bears captain Clayton Kirishenko to talk a bit about his journey as well. We'll return with NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. 1226 in Edmonton, Canada's National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. Brennan, who's the, uh, we get a request there? Yeah, this is the uh, seaweed band called Run As One. There we go. Nice work. All right, uh, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you, and we are going to go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, Drew Shamahorn and his staff at Elite. Company branded apparel products and awards, all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. Well, as you mentioned, late night around the league. All the Canadian teams are off, but the Oilers are in Everett tomorrow on your radio starting at uh, 5.30 and 7 o'clock puck drop here on 6.30. Chad, Raphael Lavoie and seven others you mentioned were reassigned, so we won't delve too deep into that, but the roster does now sit at 22 forwards and 15 defensemen. The Oil Kings kick off the regular season tomorrow at Rogers Place. Red Deer in town to begin a home-and-home series, and the U of A Golden Bears playing McEwen University tomorrow and Saturday. It starts at the Claire Drake. There we have it. Uh, that again is NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. You can text us at any time at 780 It's funny, I mentioned Reggie Leach, and I remember uh, in 1975-76, the Flyers were going for the hat-trick. They'd won back-to-back cups. Uh, they beat Boston 74-6, and and they beat Buffalo, I believe, in 6-75. and And uh, they ended up playing the Montreal Canadiens. I loved the Montreal Canadiens at that time. And those two teams, the Flyers and the Canadiens, we've told the story. And Larry Robinson has regaled it to me on numerous occasions about a preseason game that took place at the Spectrum. And, oh, if we could have only had the video for that. But Reggie Leach was on. He scored 80 goals that year, 61 in the regular season, 19 in the playoffs. He was just off the charts. But ultimately, the uh, Montreal Canadiens... uh, with led by, amongst others, my favorite player of that era, Guy Lafleur, went on to knock off the Flyers. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. And when we come back, chairman of Project Reconciliation, Robert Morin. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.